At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. You want those idiots who believe in analytics? Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, anywhere you could take us in. iHeartRadio. I don't know. I haven't said them in a while. I go on and on, but I appreciate it. Everybody who uh, takes us in, however you can get Visa, we all appreciate it here on the network, the Sports Betting Network. A lot of U.S. Open talk later in the week. Um, for sure. We'll get everybody's perspective. Humans will be on site there at Torrey Pines. So we will get his perspective. Well, maybe after the first round, we'll go get Humans' perspective on what he saw during the first round there on the scene. So it should be fun. Um, I sent you a tweet, by the way, Jason Kahn, producer number seven, that if you could throw that up here momentarily while I read this other tweet. This is from uh, Greg V., uh, Greg V uh, saying about the first hour here. Right, by the way, we get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Greg V at NJNY, New Jersey, New York. For half a second, I thought Parlay was going to give a Balkan Nations history lesson. That <laughs> would have taken up, would have taken up the whole show. Yeah, he was right. It's Czech Republic. It's not Czechoslovakia anymore. What's wrong with me? Um, the biggest thing that happened this weekend, besides I would argue French Open, the NBA playoffs, and of course the NHL playoffs, uh, Euro twenty twenty starting. We'll talk to Paul Carr about it later, but. Um, Christian Eriksen, for those who missed it, um, maybe Denmark's best player, collapsed on the field late in the first half. It was a harrowing experience because he collapsed untouched. Uh, He had an event, a cardiac event. He needed CPR on the field. Um, It was really, really bad uh, for those watching not only on TV, not only in the stadium, but tens of millions of people worldwide. 
and just happy to report that Christian Eriksen uh, was stabilized after the game. The 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 Denmark team, uh, the Denmark players were placed in a just awful situation where they were forced to choose whether to continue that game then or later uh, in the day. Um, or, excuse me, match on Saturday night, I should say. The choice of resuming the match on Saturday night or beginning again on Sunday at noon local time. So imagine your teammate falling like that, and then the you know the officials come in and say, all right, guys, choose. Um, and really, so many of those players were not mentally ready to play in that game. Uh, Finland ends up winning that uh, that match one to nothing, one nil, as they say in soccer. But we're just happy that uh, Ericsson absolutely uh, stabilized and really one of one of those situations in sports that it recalls some of the worst things you've ever seen. I immediately thought of Hank Gathers and Reggie Lewis. There are other soccer equivalents to it, but uh, we wish the best to uh, Kristen Erickson and Paul Carr will have thoughts on that later. Just happy that uh, he's okay. I don't know if he'll ever play soccer again. Those are decisions for doctors to be to to make for sure and for him to make as uh, this moves on. But just happy that uh, he was okay. But uh, a, a 10 minutes that none of us will soon forget who were watching that. Uh, on a completely different note, this via Twitter as well, this is uh, Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke in Southern California. This is Jason tweeting, uh, an entire week's worth of dishes in the dishwasher. There it is. There is a live shot of Jason's dishwasher there with, I'm going to say, uh, one bowl one I don't know what, and then a couple utensils. There it is, uh, reflecting how so many sports betters live. Ladies and gentlemen, from under cloud of smoke in Southern California, it's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? I'm good. That was a Masters Cup. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't <laughs> identify. <laughs> this is this is what so many of us who bet sports and uh, who are not under the supervision necessarily all the time of of uh, a female influence. This is how we live, isn't it? Where it's sort of like. You get in modes, and I don't know, some of this is maybe because you just buy stuff out, but I, I will, do you get in modes where you just don't even eat for a while? I ordered food one night last week, and I didn't didn't even touch it till the next day. I was too busy gambling. Yeah, that's, I, I say it with a laugh, but it's so relatable. I was too busy gambling. I, I, I really think that there's a weight loss program in there for, it's like, it's really a distraction thing. Uh, so that's how Jason's living his life. I want to ask you a couple macro questions. I know you have some uh, picks, perhaps today. And I, I don't know that you have picks, but I hope you do, uh, or or if, or if not, that's that's uh, you know reflective of something as well. That's informative uh, in terms of the slate. But a couple macro questions first. One of which is, when you are considering all of your your award futures, um, one of the things that we often discuss, and we've talked about it about the Angels, uh, perhaps primarily through the Mike Trout years and now with the Shohei Otani situation this year. But what's the record? By the way, it's Gil Alexander, Jason Weingarten. This is a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, Talking baseball with Jason Weingarten. What's the record that you feel like teams really need to achieve to have their players legit contenders, say, for an MVP? Let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds, for instance, and some of their candidates. What would their record need to be for guys like Castellanos and, and Winker to be legit contenders? I think they need to make the playoffs, not necessarily win the division, but you're going to have to be over 500 and, and make the playoffs for one of them to win. And so until they are, 
like how much I mean do you do you go as far as looking at their schedule? I mean it's too early to do that now. But like at what point would you say you're just putting bad money in there? You you've got to do some schedule breakdowns. Like would you add money to them if you had conviction on Castellanos and Winker right now cuz they're they're 500 right now. If I it, it really mostly price dependent. If I could find, you know, a 30 to 1 or a 40 to 1 on either of them, I think I think that would be a good number if if I was getting like 6 to 1 or 10 to 1. Not not as good. I mean, the issue is clearly at the moment Fernando Tatis um whether I like him or not is irrelevant when he's hitting grand slams. Um the market's going to make him the favorite as long as he keeps hitting grand slams. I don't think he's the best player in NL in the NL this year, but uh you know, it's going to you're going to have a hard time fading the market when you have players who are doing so well at the top and also don't don't forget DeGrom. I've seen DeGrom is one of the favorites now too. He's like two to one or three to one for MVP. Um, I think that's crazy. We're showing seven to one at uh, BetMGM, by the way. I don't know how updated those are, uh, but we're showing seven to one. He's the uh, third favorite behind Acuna Jr. and Tatis Jr. If if Tatis, those are from this morning, so those are updated. Um, if Tatis Jr. is not the best player in the NL, in your opinion, who is? Nick Castellanos. Wow. Okay, he's at thirteen. Yeah, thirteen to one. Paul Spore's dream that, of Nick Castellanos coming through. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Probably a little too, too low to add to him, though. A little too low to add. Winker at 20 to 1, too low to add also? Probably. I mean, my, my problem with Winker is that I asked two people about betting him, and the response both times is, who's Jesse Winker? Right. So Still a problem. I kind of I kind of have a feeling that's going to show up again in the awards voting. Is, Still who's a, this guy? Yeah. Um, American League, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if the season's to end right now, he's won the Triple Crown. Um, that, I don't need to listen. It may not mean as much to people today as it once did, but the Triple Crown is the Triple Crown. It's his MVP to lose as long as he's doing that, right, in the AL. It's very close. Um, Vlad's thing is the home runs. You know, he has, like, he's first to hit 20, and he has 21 already. But like I was watching yesterday, what makes you the MVP hitting a home run in a blowout? Like, like it was a very nice home run, and he has very nice statistics. But what does that have to do with being MVP? I think, I think we overrate home runs way too much for MVP performance. But you know, I can't take anything away from Vlad. He's he's probably been the best all-around player, you know, outside of Otani, who who does things that nobody else does. But what's the record? What, what's what's the Blue Jays record compared to the Angels record? Probably like two game difference, maybe if that. I mean, the the, the Angels are five hundred again. So, I, I mean, I, I I don't think Vlad's running away with it, but I do I do think he's having one of the best seasons and is you know on the path to be one of the best players in baseball. Yeah, I think both things can be true. I think you, I think you're okay. By the way, here we have the updated National League MVP odds. What happened there, Jason? Did we, we they just just wrong document. Okay, so Jacob DeGrom is 2 to 1, what you said. Tatis Jr plus 375, Acuña 4 to 1, everybody else 20 to 1 or longer now in the National League. So it's a a three-headed monster atop the National League MVP. I, I think both things are true. What you said is home runs are probably way too overvalued for an MVP race. 
which is unfortunate, right? Because again, it's more, it goes back to the whole, there's only three outcomes anyway, might as well, you know, home runs being one of them. So that's going to be overvalued. But I also, what, what do you think about what I said about the triple crown? Like, I don't care how meaningless his homers are. If he ends up first in homers, RBIs, and batting average, do you think there's enough voters that would that that are analytically driven enough that they would look past that? In other words, the first year, remember when it was Cabrera versus Trout? Remember, it was that big debate. And I said, I said, it's been 40 years since, actually it was 45 years, pardon me. I said, it's been 45 years since Carl Yastrzemski won a Triple Crown, and I'm as analytics-driven as anybody, but you can't talk about something not having happened for 45 years and then look the other way if Miguel Cabrera wins the Triple Crown, which he did, and he ended up getting the MVP. Now, I said next year, if it's, a, if it's Cabrera versus Trout and, and Cabrera's winning the Triple Crown, that's a different discussion, but you can't ignore it. Have we gotten to the point where if someone wins a Triple Crown, they might not win an MVP? You could, you could not ignore somebody putting up Triple Crown numbers, but... You said, well, he's doing something that hasn't been done in 45 years. Shohei Otani's doing something that hasn't been done in 80 years, right. 100 years. Right. So, you know, I mean, when you, when you play that game, it, it everything basically goes back to, well, Shohei Otani throws a ball 100 miles an hour and hits, hits balls with exit velocities of 115 miles an hour. Nobody else does that. So for me, you know, I, I, I would just keep arguing that, Otani is the most valuable player in baseball because he's the only guy with that skill set. And to me, that's still more impressive than, you know, a triple crown. But not to say that a triple crown is not impressive. It's not to say Vlad's, you know, not one of the best players in baseball. I just hope he doesn't win the MVP. Well, American League MVP odds reflect what you're saying, courtesy of BetMGM. Uh, the NL is a three-headed monster. The AL is a two-headed one. Shohei, plus 125. Vlad Jr., plus 175. And everybody else, 20 to 1 or longer. Uh, so it really is a mano a mano between those two guys. The other sort of macro thing I wanted to ask you, Jason, is about this. Uh, here's, here's a tweet from Bob Nightingale that you're familiar with. And, and anytime certain people tweet something, you always sort of wonder if, uh, you know, if this is 100% backed up by, by data. But we'll take him at his word. Bob Nightingale tweeting, This past week had the lowest spin rate of any week this season, and the impact is quite clear with batting averages up and strikeouts down. Okay, this is perhaps the most actionable betting question that I will have on today's show, but how will this now affect the environment? In other words, let's take first innings. First innings are something you and I have made a cottage industry of here for years on the show. And on primetime action, we had this sort of we we had this sort of amusing exchange because Danielle was killing it doing what she's been doing which has nothing to do with the way that you and I would bet first innings. But do you think what, what Mr. Nightingale, Bob Nightingale, is talking about here might in fact really return the earth to its axis, if you will, on stuff like that? Yes. Um, you started seeing higher scoring this weekend, higher first inning scoring picked up significantly. Uh, what really interests me beyond the, uh, the first inning scoring, I don't know, have you noticed Trevor Bauer has had his yes. two, two worst starts of the season? Yes. His, his spin rate is significantly down. Um, he's not the only one. He's not the only pitcher who's, you know, been singled out like that. Um, I actually got a bunch of new spin rate data this morning, and I haven't I haven't gone through it yet, but it's it's already all organized, so it should tell me a whole lot about what's going on with spin rates and drops and everything. 
I just haven't had a chance to dive into it yet because it's Monday morning. So first inning bets are one thing. Yes and no's we're talking about in terms of will a run be scored in the first inning. We already saw that. What was the record of yeses this weekend, Jason? I don't remember on Sunday. I know they started like ten and or they started like ten and three on Saturday, and then the last couple of games all all lost. And then yesterday, I think it was eleven and four, or mm-hmm. ten and ten and four, something like that. Do you think so? Let's go beyond first innings. Do you think that the betting market, when it comes to totals, will adjust at the rate necessary, or not necessary, but at a rate that is not going to make it exploitable. In other words, will they be slow to adjust to something like this? You mean like adjust totals upwards? For yes. Yes. More more hits. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I tend to think, you know, books books use their models and stuff to make lines. A lot of that stuff's already baked in. Um, they have access to the same information, more or less, that, that everybody else does. So. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised on totals. But I, the derivative I would probably look more at is hits, runs, errors. Um, you, you you know you, you're going to see if you're losing a lot of first innings, you're probably going to see a lot of hits, run, errors, unders. If you're seeing a lot of first innings win, you're probably going to start seeing hit, run, errors that were going under start going over. Um, so I've 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 been starting to pay more attention to that. I like it. Okay. Uh, let's get to today's slate, Major League Baseball. Um, pretty full of a slate. Not a completely full slate, but pretty uh, pretty solid. What have you played so far? I played Reds. Reds plus 125, my my favorite play of the day. And then uh, I bet the Twins. It's uh, I think it's Twins-Mariners, right? Am I, am I miss, mixing that game up? No, it's correct. Twins-Mariners, Maeda against That's Gonzalez. Maeda, right? Yep. Yeah, I bet. I laid I laid Maeda, and I bet I bet over. I bet I think it's over nine now. Do you find that the Mariners are one of the more chronically overvalued teams, or is it just this one off? Uh, well, I mean, it's not that they're overvalued or undervalued. It's that they're, you know, they're not putting out their best lineups on a daily basis. To, you know, the, their goal is to not win as many games as possible. They're they're building for the future. And, you know, it doesn't mean the players don't go out there and try to win, but the players aren't being put in the best position to, to win games mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go back to something that I brought up last week. The uh, San Francisco Giants, with the best record in baseball, but more specific to the point, uh, the San Francisco Giants, who now, and by the way, let me update that they, uh, at 42-24, and 24, that the... Uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays now have the best record in all of baseball. Giants Giants still have the best record in the National League. But more to the point, the Giants have a one-game lead over the Dodgers now, a three-game lead over the Padres. We're 65 games into the season for the Giants and Dodgers. We're 67 games into the season for the Padres, so we're not halfway through the season yet. But we were talking about last week how you could get the Giants at 13-1. to and um, now I can see some ten to ones here at BetMGM. I'm showing plus seven fifty. So I don't. Uh, I'm not going to say our conversation had impact on that, but at least we were being very topical, and that has moved. Um, did you take any Giants money on that bet at any price uh, that we had last week? And would you take it now at plus seven fifty, or is this ship sailed? 
I bet it. I said I bet it at fifteen to one. I haven't. Uh, I haven't rebet it. I would probably pass under ten to one unless you are a huge Giants fan and have some, you know, major fear of missing out on on them winning. Um, <laughs> but that sounds like no, somebody I, couldn't, I know. I couldn't advocate. Yeah, I couldn't advocate under ten to one. Couldn't advocate under ten under ten to one. I would agree with you, by the way. I couldn't advocate under. But 10 you to remember. One you remember what we were talking about last week too with the Giants about uh, how come how come Fernando Tatis is so high in the MVP? Yes, Brandon Crawford is right there with him. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second on the way out because we have a couple more minutes here. So this is the thing about awards, also, right? So Fernando Tatis, which we just described, is one of three guys legitimately right now in the market who has a chance to win NL MVP. Everybody else besides those three, Tatis, Acuna, and DeGrom, 20 to 1 or longer. And then you have a guy like Brandon Crawford who you said the numbers are comparable. Jason, he's not even listed, right? He's not even listed. So doesn't this sort of... I mean, that's that's the thing. That that sheds light on a bigger thing about betting these awards. That so much of it is just narrative. So much of it is just the story wielded, right? That it's not about the numbers ultimately because because nobody's talking about Brandon Crawford means that he doesn't exist. Doesn't that make the whole thing kind of shammy? A little bit. I mean, I've I've asked other writers actual BBWAA writers, um, you know, how, how they vote or, you know, I try to get information out of them. But one of them told me that they don't even think about voting until the end of the season. It's, it's us, people like me that, you know, on a weekly basis think, oh, well, this guy's ahead, this guy's ahead. You know, the writers don't, don't have a, a weekly sort of race and repricing. They just wait till the end and do it. Um, so a lot of the thought that goes into it is overthinking on my part and on, on the gambler side, but yeah, I, with, with Brandon Crawford, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not saying Brandon Crawford should be the MVP. I'm mostly saying Fernando Titi shouldn't be the MVP. If you know, a, a guy who basically is an undrafted fantasy guy this year is putting up the same numbers as he is similar numbers, not, not the same, but very similar. Yeah, I believe I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. might be the second best infielder in the NL West. It basically, yeah, yep. yeah, that's that's what I say. I like that line. So it's 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 just, and but that's so interesting what you said. I don't want to belabor it, but the fact that yeah, we're betting on it, so we talk about it. Not I don't know if about a weekly basis, but we talk about it at least once or twice a month. And actual voters, some of the voters, don't even care until the season is over, and then they sort of look up and decide. Well, that kind of is disconcerting, isn't it? Yeah, and then a lot of a lot of the advanced analytics and stuff. We go, well, this guy's better than this guy because of this stat and this. Writers don't care; they don't look at that stuff. They basically, it's like a baseball card. They look at the stat line on the back of the baseball card and pick who had the better season. Yeah, I'm sure that doesn't apply to every writer, right? Different writers have different priorities. No. Yeah, but. Um... That's that's the handicap. What are we? What are we? What are we handicapping? How many writers do you think feel strongly about these particular stats, and how many are sort of more advanced in their thinking um, as the analytics revolution has taken over? Jason, always appreciate it, man. Uh, we uh, we'll talk to you soon later this week. Okay, man. Thanks for having me. I'll see you probably on Wednesday. Jason Weingarten, everybody from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali. We'll come back. Um, among other things, Chrissy Andrews and Paul Carr, Poland, Slovakia at the top of the hour. He's got to play. 
It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Numbers Game brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Sometimes you forget what show you're on, Jason. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It is a numbers game uh, at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Um, I have a, uh, I have a uh, baseball pick that I was going to make, um, and I did not pull the trigger on. By the way, we have updated a baseball uh, record after the uh, Giants win the other night. A fine, very deliberate, very nitty, as they say in poker, uh, baseball season betting. 27 bets total pre-flop here on the show. 17-10 and 10, uh, on the season betting baseball here on a numbers game uh, for over 7 units, plus 7.41 units. So by any stretch, it has been, if not a very active baseball betting season, a very successful one. Um, and once again, it, with all with all betting, you know, we track everything. It's interesting, again, going back to the uh, clay season of, of tennis. We had a spectacular clay season, period. 
We had two horrific days in the first round of the French Open. That's it. Besides that, we had a spectacular uh, clay season. We're going to miss the clay season of tennis. And now we go to grass, and um, there's really no, there's, there's no data. There's no data to base anything off the last year or so. Clay, we at least had some. Grass, we got nothing because there was no Wimbledon last year. We did have a French Open, albeit late, obviously, last year. But uh, we got nothing. So, in fact, when I was talking to Dan Weston about it, he was saying to himself, he's going to actually base a lot of his Wimbledon picks on indoor hard court data. Closest thing you can get to grass. So, I, I'm, I'm struggling with that as well as I handicap tennis uh, this weekend beyond into Wimbledon, but that's sort of, for, for those of us betting tennis, that is sort of the, uh, the challenge, if you will. I did put, uh, I, 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 did, I did consider, but I did not ultimately bet the Mets against Jake Arrieta today. Um, Jake Arrieta of the Cubs, who is a, uh, you know, the Mets are a minus 115 favorite, just to let you know. Uh, Arietta with just horrible stats. This this ain't your 2015 Jake Arietta. Uh, 5.7, or is it 4.97 ERA, 5.31 FIP. Um, thought about fading that, but then David Peterson of the Mets ends up uh, also coming up really bad. 6.32 ERA. His advanced stats are far better. 4.92 fielding independent and a 3.62 XFIP. So I wanted to play uh, the Mets. I ultimately did not. It's just sort of, again, the, the lesson here is um, for baseball, I am super, super disciplined. Like even stuff that you, you almost want to pull the trigger on, um, all things considered equal, I just sort of go the conservative route. And I'm, not, I'm not firing away on baseball unless I really, really like the play. So I considered the Mets but did not ultimate, ultimately play them. Jason Weingarten, just to recap what he what he has, he has the Cincinnati Reds again, plus, one, uh, plus 125. It's Gutierrez against Lauer. Uh, the Reds are the play at plus 125. And then he's on the uh, Minnesota Twins, minus 135 uh, on the road against Seattle. Also has the over in that game. Did he say that, Jason? Over? Did he have... He did not confirm that. I thought I thought he said he might. Um, but we know for a fact the Reds and the Twins, so those are his two plays. I do not have uh, one. And by the way, I wanted to play others, again, besides just the Mets. Wanted to play Colorado, fading uh, Denilson Lamette, but I have no faith in the Rockies. Wanted to play the Giants and Wood. That price is too high. So, again, with with baseball and tennis, which we talk about a lot here in a numbers game because it's, it's super data-driven, uh, it is really just sort of navigating through the numbers on baseball, deciding very clearly what it is we want to play. Only 27 plays, as I mentioned, 17 and 10 for over seven units. That's working out. That strategy is working out great. And on the tennis side, again, great clay season. Now the the new puzzle is grass and how to how to figure that out in a year after the pandemic. And so everything is uh everything is super deliberate on that. So twins, uh, by the way, Jason Weingarten, just to clarify on the total, twins over eight. Twins over eight, he'll play it at eight and a half as well, but at nine, he says no play. So Twins over eight is his third baseball play of the day. So if I can't provide one today, at least uh, roll with Jason's on that. Um, And then Andy McNeil, basically the strategy, again, for those who missed it with the Canadiens, he sort of endorses both. If you have an inkling to play the Canadiens against the Vegas Golden Knights, just to reiterate, it's either 
just don't get involved here. Wait for the Canadians to lose. Get involved in the Canadian series price after game one. Or he also kind of likes the strategy of playing the Canadians here. And if they win, just rolling it over on whatever the series adjusted price will be after game one. Both are sort of creative. Sounded like he liked just waiting, though, for game two better than than my idea of the latter one. So anyway, some betting thoughts. Um, and I thought Jason's thoughts on the whole new environment as it relates to first innings and how it relates to hit-run error props. Probably the most actionable thing uh, you will hear. We'll come back. Chrissy Andrews will give us his perspective from behind the desk here at the South Point. How everything is going throughout the sports landscape. We'll talk to Paul Carr about the Euro 2020 tournament, his thoughts from this past weekend and moving ahead as well. It's a numbers game at VEASAN. The sports... Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. This Sunday is Father's Day, and it's time to get Dad some great VEASAN gear. We've got hats, shirts, and mugs with the VEASAN logo or fun sports betting sayings like cash and tickets is what it's all about, and it's not under till it's over. Get your dad something he really wants this year. Visit the VEASAN store today and find the perfect gift at VEASAN.com slash store. That's VEASAN.com slash store, including a whole bunch of numbers game stuff uh, in there as well. By the way, uh, Jason, I'm going to say something right now, and I'm going to let the hate wash over me from at least half the audience, but uh, on Friday, uh, Justin Bieber tickets went on sale here in Vegas. One night only at the Encore. One night only in July. The Biebs. You believe her or not? Um... I had Matt Brown tip me off on this. So you have one, uh, you have online going on one end, then you have a phone on the other, and miraculously, I came up with three tickets. Made a 14-year-old girl very happy. Going to the Beebs, baby, in July. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's no articulate, there's, there's no artful way to segue to this, but I'm sure Chrissy Andrews has something to say from behind the desk at the South Point. It's my mishmoka, Chris Andrews. How you doing, Chris? I'm not sure we could be friends anymore, Gil. <laughs> I may have an extra ticket to the Bieber concert in July. Are you sure you don't want to go? Yeah, I'm positive. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll come back to you in a week or two and see if you if you've changed your mind. I can't. Yeah, okay. By the way, between you and me, I can't wait. Um, okay, so let me ask you this: uh, you 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 came on the show last week, the week before. I can't even remember anymore. I think it was last week, and uh, you're like, "All right, well, demand. We we put up tennis." How did that go for you mm-hmm. in the French Open? Oh, it was it was a very very pleasant surprise. We had great action, and I know the bear was asking if we had big exposure to Tsitsipas. Yes. Uh, yesterday we didn't. Um, I mean, we, that was really well bet. Probably one of the most evenly and bet tennis matches of all time here. That you know here at the South Point, and uh, with great action on it and great interest. And I mean, you can see why. What a great match that was! Of course, I'm rooting for the Greek kid, and uh, you know, but uh, that was very disappointing on my end. But from business wise, it was really it was terrific all the way around. The whole tournament was. I love it. So Wimbledon will be more of the same then. Yeah, I think that's you know kind of the approach I plan on taking right now. We'll do more with some of the majors and uh, just see where it goes because I know. Tennis seems to be one of those things that's really grown in the last maybe two, three years. And uh, I don't know if you're the spearhead of it or not, Gil, but it definitely has grown. And you've been right on top of it. But I've had other people, too, telling me, uh, you know, I think I should book more tennis. And I was resistant to it. And we finally did it. And it turned out really good for us. I love it. Um, how So U.S. Open golf this week. We often talked with yeah. Vinny about, over the years, and with you, we've talked about how 
golf, when it was the old golf schedule of majors, uh, it was always sort of, you know, the Masters was number one because it obviously has a full winter for people to bet it. And Masters yeah. is always going to be number one of the majors. But then it would sort of, you know, it would go U.S. Open, then it would go the Open Championship, and then finally when the PGA was at the end of the calendar, PGA, in terms of your full handle. Now that the schedule's been sort of shuffled and the PGA is in between the Masters and the U.S. Open, do you think it's the same sort of you know, line on a graph downwards, or do you think your handle on the U.S. Open will exceed that of the PGA? Well, I'm looking right now at uh, our handle on the U.S. Open, and it's it's strong. Um, you know, I think the U.S. Open is very intriguing, just what they do to that course. You know, if you can shoot par, you're like right in it probably till the end. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's probably not true in the other tournaments. Although the British, you know, I mean, you could probably debate that too. Uh, but I think this is just a very intriguing golf tournament that people, I think it's very, it's good for the hacker that watches and says, oh man, I, you know, these guys could be as bad as I am, you know, when they see some of the stuff that the, the U.S. Open does to golfers. So I think this will be, I think this handle will outdo the PGA, which was very, very strong. I mean, it's, it's still in a pretty sweet spot as far as being the focus of, uh, you know, I mean, we do have the NBA playoffs going a lot later this year and Stanley Cup as well. So maybe I'm wrong in saying that. But uh, as far as like one off events, I mean, it's going to be a pretty good one. I think it's, I'm, I'm very optimistic that we're going to have a real good handle on this. So far, it looks like I'm right. Is the South Point a Euro 2020 shop? Like, how much action are you getting on that? No, it's been really good. You know, well, the fact that we're open 24 hours, you know, guys come in and, you know, the middle of the night, you know, you have a lot of guys, you know, immigrants in this town who love soccer. I mean, that's what they grew up with. And a lot of these guys are working, you know, strange shifts, as a lot of us have had to do in Las Vegas over the years. And a lot of them come in in the middle of the night when they get off their shift, maybe at 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever, and come in and they could, uh, you know, bet the euro and wake up with action or with money in their pockets or, or maybe worse, you know, who knows. But, you know, it's been really good for us. That, you know, I know we're just getting started, but the action there has been terrific, too. Um, has anything surprised you in terms of betting behavior? I asked this of you a while ago, and you're like, yeah, the, the big thing that I noticed these days is people are willing to lay a price on money line favorites in a way that they didn't used to. Is there any other betting behavior that is shifting these days? Well, I think the tennis was a big shift. You know, uh, well, I don't know if I should call it a shift because we didn't have it really. We we weren't very aggressive with it. I mean, we did the majors, but we just got to like the quarterfinals and stuff. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not sure that's a shift, but that's certainly shown up. And golf has really grown over the last couple of years. We do a lot more uh, as far as matchups, you know, that sort of thing, certainly on these majors. Again, I'm not sure it's a shift, but there is uh, there is certainly is that. Now we get the baseball. There's always been a, a, a large demand for the favorites, and the beginning of the year, you know, a lot of dogs were winning. But boy, the favorites have started catching up, and we see some of these teams that you know you can't beg people to to bet on you know the Pirates or the Diamondbacks or a couple of those other teams, and you know they're really rolling with. You know, the Dodgers on a lot of nights, the Giants are still playing great baseball, uh, you know, the Padres. And a lot of it just has to do with matchups. And some of these guys, it's just, uh, you know, they're going to play those teams. And, 
you know, it's not like football or basketball where the point spread could actually change the winner. Here you're just betting on a team to win, and these teams just keep winning. Guys are not shy about laying prices. Now, usually they're in parlay, so they have to hit them all, which, you know, we know baseball. There's uh, a lot of upsets over the course of the year. The best team, you know, everybody knows the best team's going to probably lose, you know, 50, 60 games during the course of the year. Uh, but they aren't shy about betting it. But I'm not sure that's a recent trend, but, you know, at least in the last month, a couple weeks, it's really been strong. They bet the favorites and have been cashing a lot of tickets. All right. I'll let you go with this. NBA draft going to be anything this year? More, less, oh God, same? I hope not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, that's fair. I, I hate to take away a big part of your income, but uh, yeah. Oh, I think so. No, the NBA draft, not, it's not really that much of a thing, to be quite honest. Nah. With you. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, that, of course, in late July. Thank you, Chrissy. Appreciate it, as always. <laughs> Always a pleasure, my friend. Talk to you soon. Chris Andrews from the South Point. My mishpucha. Leave you with uh, Justin Bieber, Justice World Tour. It's a one night only. He's not part of the tour here in Vegas. It's a one. Oh, oh, the one night only here is the first show of the tour. I see. I see. Paul Carr, Euro 2020. Next, he's got a pick coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and place a $1 wager on any Euro 2020 match. If either team scores a goal in the match, you'll win $100 regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSIN100 when you place your first bet. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from... Uh, Don Johnson, he goes by, says, uh, spot on with the life without a woman. I am divorced. When the kids are with me, the house is spotless. When I'm without the kids, my kitchen sink and garbage are overflowing. Referring to uh, Jason Weingarten's uh, live shot of his dishwasher. Sometimes he bets so much he just forgets to eat. I think uh, a lot of us can relate to that. Uh, let's bring him in from the Expected Value podcast, everybody, at Paul Cars, where you can find him on Twitter. That's C-A-R-R. Maybe the first of, I don't know, maybe a five in a row this week with the Euros going on. It's Paul Carr, everybody. How you doing, Paulie? I'm well. We're going to pull a Felica go, go every day this week. <laughs> Otherwise called the full Felica. <laughs> what was his record, like eight or nine in a row? What was that uh, during? I, I, I can't remember. Was it? I, I don't know. Was it like before, right before the college football season or, or bowl season? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Or it was a pandemic thing? No, I think it was the bowl season. I think you're right. Um, or, or before college football season began. So, Paul, uh, I, I hate to start on a somber note uh, before we get to your thoughts of, of what happened this this weekend. But really, it, it sort of um, the, the Christian Erickson collapsing and uh, being administered CPR right there on the field was one of these things in sports that yeah. none of us will sort of ever forget. What, what were you thinking at that moment? What did it, what did what jogged in your head? I mean, a couple of things. One is, I think, kind of like you said earlier, it's just you just feel you ache for like, everybody involved, you know, the, the players, families, teammates. And, you know, there's just there's not a whole lot you can say or do. And then just like like kind of professionally, I start thinking about the broadcast team. Like, what can you do? You know, you try not to speculate. And I think Derek Ray did a pretty good job of this. I'm thinking behind the scenes. Like, th- there's no good decision you can make. Like, sure, you can you can cut away and go to studio, but what are you going to say there? Uh, you know, ESPN is not controlling the pictures. So they're dependent on the world feed. So that's in a, they're in a tough spot. It's, it's just, I mean, it, there's, that's kind of a secondary thing, obviously to the health of the player, but there's just no, there's nothing good about it. You know, you that's, just kind of personally so, or professionally. So interesting that you bring up, I thought Derek Ray did as good of a job as you can do in a situation like that, as any human yep. being could have done, because you are really, you are in one way filibustering, mm-hmm. yet not wanting to talk too much. Right. And so, and you don't know how long it's going to last for. Again, we're talking about right. uh, Christian Eriksson from Denmark, who collapsed late in the first half of their game against Finland, a game that Finland ended up winning uh, 1-0. Um, but really, the Denmark teammates had to create a wall around him. We didn't know if we were part of tens of millions of people watching you know, somebody's worst possible fear and a family's worst possible fear mm-hmm. um, pair out on television. And, and he did. He said just enough. You know, he said, um, you know, 
I can't remember the exact quote, but it had to do with silence. And it was just, it was brilliant. You're right, obviously, secondary to the health of the player. But that was the thing. It was, how does he get through it? Uh, Taylor Twelman came on later and, and, and got a little criticized for what he said, saying okay, that the, the yeah. medical you know attention wasn't there quick enough. Um, but I don't think it was an unfair remark because I think a lot no. of people don't really know, right? Soccer, we see, if you didn't see the collapsing, you're like, oh, it's just another soccer injury kind of thing. This will right. pass. Yeah. So it was it was just tough all around. And, and uh, yep. he has been stabilized. And so the, the, the Danish players, though, the fact that they had to make the decision, do we play now yeah. or tomorrow, that was right. probably the toughest of all of it. Yeah, that's not great. You'd like to think, wait, but I know you're in a tournament and you've got a schedule and you have to get these games in a certain time. There's a lot, there's, there's a lot of stuff to deal with. You'd like to think there'd be some way to be a little more merciful to these players and teammates that have gone through this. It's, it's a tough spot, you know, because you have to keep this tournament on some kind of a schedule. But yeah, w- wouldn't they rather play, I, I make this up, like two games in three days down the road than have to, you know, come back an hour later and finish up? I, I would think so, but yeah, there's a lot of moving parts there. What was your biggest, though, beyond that, what was your biggest takeaway from what you saw on the pitch these past few I, days? I, uh, you know, there really weren't a lot of surprises, per se. The Finland result was the, the biggest upset, yeah. but that's kind of its own thing. Kind you of know, they had out. one shot, they yeah. scored it, and obviously everything else we talked about. Um, I was impressed by Italy. You know, they missed the World Cup in 18, so they haven't been on a global stage in, in a while. And, you know, they were in that second cut of favorites coming in around eight to one or so. And they really just manhandled Turkey. I mean, they beat them three nil and that was pretty uh, indicative of uh, what the game was like. That shot them 24 to three. Uh, so Jeez. Italy looks like it's kind of a, they may be maybe a little more legit than we thought, you know, the title odds drifted down to plus 700 plus 600 or so. Uh, so yeah, so I was just impressed by Italy. We haven't seen them again on this stage for a while. And it's their attack. You know, they have the cliche of the Italian defense, you know, is strong and stout and all that. And it was, but, but the attack looked pretty good going forward against, you know, a Turkey team that people had as, you know, a dark horse or at least someone likely to get out of the group. I hate to uh, bring this up because as Belgium was rolling Russia, I thought to myself, maybe this is the most surprising just in terms of the sheer nature of it. But Lukaku, <laughs> Lukaku scored yeah, twice. And I was just like, we just had this whole segment where I was like, yeah, we're not playing him this year because he, right. does, he doesn't take PKs. And just yeah. to mock us, he puts uh, two goals in. And I'm just like, oh, God, why did Paul and I have that conversation? Why did I bet him? I think he's down to plus two twenty five or so for yes. the golden boot after he's I like know. plus six seven hundred beforehand. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, well, what can you do? Was that was that one was that up there with the Italy surprise though for you? Uh, uh, not the win, maybe just the dominance. The I dominance think, again, Russia, it, yeah. that would be a little bit better. And and Belgium finished well. It wasn't like they. I think they only had ten or twelve shots, something like that. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like they just destroyed Russia. Um, but they just, they're finishing pretty well. And, you know, that's what they wanted to do. The fact that their defense held together, I think, is maybe the more important part from that game. Because, again, Russia has some potent offensive players. Uh, didn't look great, and Belgium was able to lock them down. So, yeah, it's a good, obviously a good sign for Belgium moving forward. Let me ask you this. So, only one game. No, no, two. Pardon me. Two games now, because I forgot Netherlands and Ukraine ended up being a, uh, a goal yeah. fest down the stretch. Uh, so, two of the eight games so far. Three goals or fewer. Um just from a betting standpoint, as a default, let's say someone, an American sports fan, there's many of these, uh, many Americans aren't really into this. They just show up for these big international tournaments. If you were, to, if I were to say to you, okay, they ought to approach this as adjust the totals to three and play the under just as a rule, 
Do you think if you did that blindly, you would end up with a winning group stage? I I definitely would have said so, uh, you know, a week ago. And I think I said 1.9 goals per game in the group stage last time in 2016. And given the nature of the format, that was down significantly from previous years. So, yeah, it has been a little more open uh, goals-wise. Now, some of that has just been a little bit hot finishing. I mean, we saw that in the game that just finished. A guy scored from 50 yards. Uh, you know, that's not replicable. Uh, but, but, yeah, I, all the lines reflected this too like under two and a half the numbers are almost all like 150 to someone is like minus 225 for under two and a half or something so everyone kind of expected a low scoring group stage and through the first few it's been higher scoring than that again i think that the underlying numbers aren't quite that optimistic but but that's the way i would have played it beforehand i'm kind of backing off that a little bit now yeah, I think you might be right. Might be a losing proposition, especially with the juice you'd have to lay. Uh, what's the side that you th- that you found the most sort of futile here moving forward? Was it Scotland this morning? I didn't really get to see it. We had it on TV. Yeah, no, no, Scotland actually looked. I mean, they had a bunch of decent shots. You know, they had they ended with twenty shots or so, worth almost two expected goals. You know, two or three really good chances. Um, you know. I think that maybe overestimated some of the stuff a little bit, but but they looked okay. Um, I don't, Turkey's the one I'm a little bit perhaps the most flustered by. You know, I'm hoping it's just because Italy was really good, uh, but I, I really thought we'd see more about Turkey or more from Turkey than, again, just the three shots. Now, maybe we will now that they have to open up and kind of cut things loose because you lose by three goals because we've talked about goal oh, difference yeah. is the tiebreaker, especially for those third-place teams. So Turkey's at a spot now. They cannot afford to lose probably at all they really can't at all because that would be at least a minus four goal difference then you're gonna have to roll somebody in your third game north macedonia was not the answer i just want to point that out north macedonia yeah they they were i mean they they looked like a real team you know and and i mean that as a compliment you know it's a team that's never been in a major tournament it's a country that in this uh you know didn't exist like this until recent years so you you never know what you're going to get and sometimes you'll see that at these tournaments where one team the bottom couple of teams just look like they're totally outclassed but uh, against a decent austria side i thought they represented themselves pretty well all right poland slovakia about to start in five minutes let's give people something to run to bet if they're interested Get that Poland win pick in. I got this at minus 130. Uh, you know, it's it's relatively straightforward. Again, we're not going crazy here in the group stage. Uh, Poland has Robert Lewandowski, whom you've heard of if you follow uh, international soccer. He scored, I think, 40-something goals for Bayern this season. He's the best striker in the world. Slovakia is a very defensive-minded team. They only outscored opponents 15-12 to 12 in qualifying. And I know the qualifying numbers are kind of weird, and some of them were long ago. But most of these teams, you know, Poland outscored opponents 18-5, to 5, for example, because you've got you know, a couple of weak opponents in your group. So Slovakia kind of sneaked in. Uh, they don't have a lot of big names or, you know, super talented players playing in the top leagues. Uh, Marek Hamšík is the guy you might recognize. He's got a mohawk, uh, but now he's played in Sweden after many years with Napoli. Uh, so I like Poland to win this one. You know, I, I think this will be relatively straightforward, a 1-0, 2-0 type of Poland win, win rather. So I played this at minus 130. Minus 130. And uh, Jason, I believe, uh, producer number seven, saying you can get it a better number at- Oh, no, at a worse number at minus 150 at uh, BetMGM. So minus 130, we're seeing at William Hill. Uh, always shop around, try to get the best uh, number on these. But Poland is the play. And again, you got a little less than four minutes to get to that if you uh, believe in Paul Carr, I should say. It's a referendum <laughs> on you, Paulie. Oh, no, man, I'm, I'm in kidding. trouble. I'm kidding. Uh, expected Value Podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed, Poland is the play here coming up. Thank you, Paul. We'll talk to you tomorrow for more picks. 
You bet. Love the Euros during the summer. Yes, indeed. Paul Carr, everybody, right here on the Numbers Game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Good luck with all the plays, uh, regardless of the sport. See how the basketball goes tonight. Lombardi Line is next right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.